for great-looking T-shirts, hoodies, and sweatshirts. The TNT Shop is now open at tntradio.live. The latest from batshit bonkers Britain, Katie Hopkins, on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. And thank you so much to the lovely Dean Mackin. A very, very happy end of 2023 and getting ready for 2024. My last show of 2023 here at TNT Radio. A warm welcome on Funny Fanny Friday, the 29th of December for me. Coming up in the show, Biden's international policy challenges as he loses support from the Muslims he imported into America. I have a treat for you at 40 minutes past the hour featuring Calendergate and lots of my hot conservative friends and not forgetting my top three out of the UK, including Johnny and Christina Williams, who just won £3.8 million on the lottery. What would you spend it on? I may be in the driving seat, but you know, good tribesters, that you are the engine for this show. So do uh, get chatting. And here is how you join the conversation. Katie Hopkins wants you to chat to her. Just go to tntradio.live, hit chat, and join your family chatting away. We're on the highway to freedom, where listeners drive the show. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. We are on the highway to freedom, where the listeners drive the show. Let me tell you what some of our listeners are already saying this morning. <clears throat> Clears voice, waits for waits for chat to load because it's gone crazy. Greetings to my tribe from a wonderful rainy lake, Kariba, Zambia. Mm, I love Zambia. Rain brings life to this part of Africa. Mm, I love that so much because I've I've got a whole rant coming about the greyness of where I'm sitting. Great show, Dean. Ah, Dean doing a terrific job as always. Good morning, good evening, tribe says Heather. Hookers and drugs. Exactly. That's kind of a synopsis of my show. And really, you know, a sort of survival guide for life, isn't it? If we're honest, as the matriarch here, you know, if nothing else will get you through, hookers and drugs is what we probably all want to turn to. That's coming up at 40 minutes past the hour, where if you haven't heard all about Calendar Gate involving my hot friends, in America, I am bringing that to you. So for all, I don't want to just, you know, direct this at the boys, for my lesbian, for my lesbian listeners, that wasn't a glitch, by the way, in the Wi-Fi, that was actually me saying the word lesbian. Um, is my hot lesbian here? Are my hot lesbians here? I'm just going to say for you girls as well, I've got a new pinup for you. Uh, she's one of my busy buddies over there. She's called Peyton Drew. So 14 minutes past the hour. If you're not watching Envision, I'm just going to say to you, I'm just going to say it might be time to be watching Envision at 40 minutes past the hour. You can wait for that. Um, so do jump on with everybody else. If you want to join the conversation on this last show of 2023, why not? Why not go for broke? Why not end the year on a high? Uh, do go to TNT. So you type in tntradio.live. Go to the chat and you will find all of our other tribesters chatting away on there, uh, trying to find the fun. That's what Funny Funny Friday is about. It's finding the fun 
uh, finding truth in a sea of madness. And it certainly isn't ever about agreeing with me, as you all know. So you get to say what you want, think what you want, be what you want. Uh, and the only thing I ask is that I get to do the same. So here we are now in a state of kind of perpetual gloom. So, so someone, someone responsible clearly had one too many Baileys over Christmas and has forgotten to hang up the sunshine today and actually for about the last four days. And we are stuck in this perpetual state of gloom with a side order of, of catastrophic rain and torrential winds and downpours. If you live in California, you know, uh, any of our Commie California listeners, be grateful. Just take a moment, you know, to look up uh, when the sun comes up, because I appreciate you're a few hours behind me. But this morning, when your sun comes up into your sky that's so blue, take a moment just to look up and go, hmm, yes, it is quite good that I live in California. Because I can tell you, this is a hard time of year to be in the UK. So much so that I went to my daughter yesterday, uh, Poppy, and I was like, just remember this time of year, my love. Just remember this as you grow into your life and work out where you want to settle as an adult, you know, and look, thinking about who the men are going to be in your lives and who you actually want to marry. Really think about where you actually want to live and how many Januaries you want to do in the UK. So we had that conversation, which I think is good mothering. I also went to see Mumsy yesterday. Many of you know my mother now from her adventures on the bus with my father with his cancerous head. So Mumsy, I have to, because Mumsy doesn't like the January either because she doesn't like grey. She's just like me or I'm just like her. We like bright sunshine and we like spring. So I've already started saying, it'll soon be spring, Mum. When I give her a cuddle goodbye, I say, soon be spring, soon be spring. And you really like the spring, Mum. So I'm trying to, you know, give my mother things to look forward to. <laughs> I don't know what that's about. Anyway, so that's what's going on here. So much to talk about today. I have top three stories and I have breaking news out of America, which is that uh, two things, two big stories out of America before we go into my top three. Number one, Maine. You know Maine? Maine. Like, not like the horse's Maine, but Maine in America. They have just said... Uh, so Maine's top election official has removed uh, Donald Trump from the state 2024 primary ballot in a shock decision. Once again, this goes back to this 14th Amendment uh, of the Constitution, 14th Amendment, Section 3, the insurrectionist ban. The Maine Secretary of State, Shenna Bell. Those I can you can tell she's you're just going to know she's a Democrat and she's going to be one of them. Paused her decision pending a potential appeal in the state court. So this is where they get to make a decision. So they get the headline, but then they can pause the decision, allowing for an appeal, which they suspect will be overturned. But it buys them a moment in the sunshine. It buys them voters. It's a bit of a moment for the Democrat Party. The decision makes Maine the second state to disqualify. Trump from office after the Colorado Supreme Court handed down that ruling earlier, which we discussed on the show, as you will recall. You may also remember me telling you to pay no attention to it, to take no notice of it, because what will happen is that ruling will have to be paused. Trump's name will be on the ballot. It will go to America's Supreme Court and it will be overturned. Well, just as I suggested, now it turns out 
Trump's name is going to stay on the ballot in Colorado pending the decision by the Supreme Court of America, which will overturn all of this. But just more kind of challenges to Trump from a legal perspective, but also wins all round for Trump. Because you can't, I would argue, maybe other people think differently. Plenty of our tribe aren't fans of Trump in the way that I am. Maybe your definition of democracy, you know, for my anti-Trump uh, tribe, darlings here, maybe your definition of democracy is you don't put people on the ballot that you don't want to win. I mean, is that your definition of, is that democracy? I mean, I'd argue that we don't have democracy anyway, but that's by the by. Is your definition of democracy, so I'm asking those who don't like Trumpy Trump, 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 uh, do you think it's okay that he's not on the ballot? And is that, do you think, democracy? Open question. Um, oh, I'm missing, I'm missing moments. Oh, went to bed happy at 3 a.m. Woke up to miserable northerners bleating on the mainstream. <laughs> uh, hookers and blows save Christmas. Brilliant. <laughs> okay, good. Tribe catching up. Um, so Trump uh, being uh, taken off the ballot in Maine, but that's paused. So it's just a bit of willy waving. Colorado taken off the ballot. Supreme Court says, no, we can't run. Uh, that's got to be paused. His name will be printed on the ballot. And so big story is, don't worry about it. He's definitely on the ballot. My money is that he is the Republican candidate to be president. But you know, anything can change. So top three out of the UK, good people. Question, what would you do with £3.8 million? So if you won £3.8 million tomorrow, or today actually for that matter, you know, what would you spend it on immediately? Or what would you do with it? Or would you just sit on it and tell no one? So this is what's happened to Johnny and Christina Williams. God bless them. Uh, they just won the lottery in the UK. They won £3.8 million. And many lottery winners, as you'll be aware, don't go public with the information, even though the lottery would like them to do so, and sends very persuasive individuals in to persuade people to go public because it's great publicity for them. Um, they have gone public, asked about why they've gone public. Mrs. Johnson, who's called Christina, said they didn't want people to think they were hiding anything. And her husband, Johnny, said, I just wanted to show it's possible. You always look and think it's fixed. I mean, I've been doing it for 24 years. So that's, these are the cutest little normal people you could ever look at, you know, both quite overweight and just doing regular jobs. And they both said they'll be continuing in their jobs for the time being. Uh, Mrs. Johnson said, we need to keep our feet on the ground. It doesn't make us different people. We like to work. It keeps us busy and gives you a purpose. And they've been together for 25 years. They had to put off getting married due to the cost of it, but are now adding that to their wish list. But you just don't know, do you? I don't want to be that biatch that's like, but like, I think, what did we think on Tribe? I think we can be going along just fine in our ordinary life, right? Married for 25 years, both got jobs. I'm assuming we probably don't pay that well, but you've been doing that lottery for 20 years because you had hope, you have faith. 
And then one day your number comes up and um, the gentleman in question, when he got, he thought he was, he thought he'd won 38,000 and he thought, God, that's so much, you know, what am I going to do with it? But he got his numbers wrong and it was actually 3.8 million. And I can't help the dark part of my soul was like, let's see where they are in a year. Because you see it every time, don't you? People who are kind of happy, then they get money. And then usually it's the guy that goes a bit, la 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 loop loop i'm guessing he gets pounced on by women who see the cash and then they end up split up miserable and unhappy in a different life i don't know why do all lottery winners just look like they need to eat less i so agree with this like i don't want it in any way i i want to wish the johnston family all like every good thing and i hope that they're the lottery winners that take that money and have their wedding and lovely things and everything goes perfectly but there is this weird thing there's always these massive chunka wonkers who i wonder if they stay together because of the ordinariness of life and that they're a better team together than they are apart when they're in their current state. But I think when someone smears 3.8 million pounds on your ordinary life, that whole, oh, we're better off working as a team here and being fat together, I don't know what happens. And people do say, don't they, that you get absolutely inundated. Someone here <laughs> just by <buy> guns. <laughs> Yeah, that's a great idea. I did a bit of a survey at my lounge last night. Uh, my daughter would buy a flat in the city and a house in the country. Oh, it's very sensible, isn't it, for 18? Um, my husband would buy the land that we've seen advertised up the road. Yeah. And an Aston Martin Vantage. Oh, sorry, Vantage. How do we say Aston Martin? I think it's a Vantage, isn't it? You drop the A. Vantage. My son would buy his dad his favourite car. And me, a place in Mexico. Ah, that's so cute, isn't it, my little son? Oh, then he went on. And a piece of land and a crap car for myself and a place in uh, a town that my son really loves and give some other money to his sister and my uh, and his dad's sister. <laughs> he had quite the shopping list, my son. I noticed that he left one of his sisters out, <laughs> which I think could be controversial. Anyway. Um, lottery winners. Does it does it make them? Does it break them? We shall see. If I'm still here at TNT in a year, we'll revisit them. He'll be like, he'll be like, he'll be single, but with like a bevy of hot women dancing on his bits, won't he? And she'll have slimmed down and have an altogether happier life in an apartment living on her own. <laughs> no, let's not say that. So yesterday, British people out there on Tribe, did you see about Blackfoot? Blackpool, 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 where I spent a lot of time performing, not in that this is not the hookers bit of the show. Blackpool Tower yesterday reported on fire. You saw? So we were quickly in touch with our theatre in Blackpool where I perform because Blackpool Tower is epic. It's amazing. It, it appeared to be on fire. Six fire engines dispatched, drone teams dispatched, uh, concerned because that thing is older than the hills, uh, that it would burn down, you know, just horrible, horrible thing that would be all of us kind of like, oh, no, this would be terrible for Blackpool. It will ruin kind of the tourist attraction. And it turns out after six 
fire engines, the drone team, oh, sorry, and the rope rescue team currently in attendance at a fire. I'm already blaming you-know-who in my head, think Notre Dame. <laughs> 1891 and 1894 it was built. And guess what? Wasn't even a fire. <laughs> this is the most British story I've ever heard in my whole life. The thing that looked like a fire at the top of the tower, six fire engines, the rope team, drones, you know, all dispatched, <gasps> a nation holding its breath. And you know what it was? A tarp. <laughs> An orange, because it's so old up there, there was a bit of renovation being done. There was a massive orange tarp. And the orange tarp was sort of floating about and caught the sun. And honestly, it looks like a fire, but it wasn't. It was just an orange tarp. And now the memes on social media are sort of epic. Just the drama of British people. Our, our little tower is coming down since 1800s. We've had that tower is being burnt down. Someone like me go, well, you know who I blame, don't you? I blame illegals. <laughs> and it turned out to be a top. <laughs> Sometimes, for all its grayness, British and Brit sense of humor is fantastic. So if you see any orange top based memes today and you haven't seen the Blackpool fire story, I'm explaining to you that's why. Right, what we're going to do, I did have a third story. It's about big fashion trends for 2024, which clearly, as a fashionista, I need to get on top of. But we'll part that for now. When we come back... So um, when we come back from this short commercial break, I want to talk about America and what's going on with Biden, what's going on with Nikki Haley and the kind of the, the sense of the running up to uh, presidential elections. We saw uh, last time we spoke about this, Nikki Haley surging ahead. Well, of course, she's taken a massive hammering. So we're going to talk about America when we come back. But let me just titivate you for 40 minutes past the hour. So if you need to take a break or you need to have a wee, or you need to make a coffee or you need to let the dog out or you need to go and, I don't know, maybe have a shower, just a suggestion to some of the tribe. Yes, I'm looking at you. Um, go and do it now because at 40 minutes past the hour, we all need to group together for porn, sex and rock and roll and also calendar gate. It's really just calendar gate, but I was just, you know, overselling. So what we'll do is we'll have a short commercial break. You guys, for goodness sake, sort yourselves out, sort your bloody lives out. Uh, meet me back here in two minutes. Go nowhere else. My name is Katie Hopkins and this is TNT Radio. Jeremy now on TNT Radio. Being South African, I'm, I know the situation and it's incredibly dire. Basically, our farmers, mostly white, have been under attack for years and years and years. And when I say attack, I mean that physically, don't I? Yes. Um, since the dawn of democracy in South Africa, since 1994, we had an average of uh, one farm attack every second day. Um, so it averages around uh, 175 to 190 farm attacks every year. And we had a farm murder on average every fifth day um, but over the last few months both those numbers have picked up murders in other sectors of society are not accompanied by the same levels of brutality and torture as you will find in farm murders jeremy now on today's news talk TNT Radio. Radio works because of its ability to personalize to the listener what's exciting these days is that people are rediscovering it 
You know, people are really rediscovering just how powerful radio is, how ubiquitous it is. It's in our cars, it's in our homes. There are so many new ways to access it. It's everywhere. To find out more, go to tntradio.live. Katie Hopkins. Katie Hopkins on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. So the talk of America at the moment, certainly from a conservative point of view or a Republican point of view, is Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley in New Hampshire. Now, you know, last time we talked about Nikki Haley, she's seen as the safe Trump, right? She's seen as the safe Republican candidate for the never-Trumpers, anti-Trump, people who are sick of Trump, people who think Trump won't be strong or credible enough to win the election, Nikki Haley is their preferred bet. She just got a bunch of funding. She's been doing very well. And if you poll Nikki Haley versus Biden, Nikki Haley comes out on top. The issue for Republicans, as always, is if we have an opportunity to divide ourselves, oh, watch us go. So you've got Trump who's polling top of who uh, Republicans want to be a presidential candidate. But in terms of who could possibly beat Biden, uh, which is a crazy idea that in a country of, what, 300 million people growing by the day, thanks to the border, you've ended up with a Biden and who knows who uh, run, you know, kind of head to head. Nikki Haley is what's being pushed by the sort of sensible, level-headed thinking Republicans because she can beat Biden. However, in New Hampshire, she was caught and I would say deliberately tricked. And of course, this is what she should be prepping for with her teams, is when you become the preferred second candidate, all pressure is gonna, is gonna be on you. Everywhere you walk, anytime you open your mouth, someone is hoping to trip you up, and it isn't just Democrats. This will be the DeSantis team, this will be the Trump team. Everybody is dispatched to trip up Nikki Haley, because she's increasingly seen as the front runner behind Trump. So she's doing a town hall, which if you're not into American town halls, it's just a gathering of people where, you know, you march up and down with the microphone. Men typically roll their shirt sleeves up so that they look like, you know, a man of the people just answering the people's questions. And Nikki Haley got asked a really easy question about the Civil War and managed to avoid using the word slavery. Let's take a listen to this clip. Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley held a town hall in New Hampshire last night and answered questions from voters. But there's something she did not mention that's making headlines this morning. The former governor and U.N. ambassador was asked what caused the Civil War. Here's what she said. I mean, I think the cause of the Civil War was basically how government was going to run, the freedoms and what people could and couldn't do. I mean, I think it always comes down to the role of government. And in, in the year 2023, it's astonishing to me that you answer that question without mentioning the word slavery. What do you want me to say about slavery? Well, President Biden had something to say. He responded on social media, writing, it was about slavery. When Haley was governor of South Carolina, the first state to secede at the start of the Civil War, she signed a law to take down the Confederate flag that flew for decades over the state. 
House. And presumably, as governor, former governor of the state of South Carolina, she would know that South Carolina, in declaring its secession from the United States, and I'm quoting here from the Declaration of Secession in 1860, cited an increasing hostility on the part of the non-slaveholding states to the institution of slavery. And it went on to read, all the states north of the line that have united in the election of a man to the high office of president of the United States, whose opinions and purposes are hostile to slavery. So this is one of the issues, A, when you're a front runner behind Trump, you have people piling on trying to trip you up. And then an issue for Nikki Haley, she's trying to appeal to the Trump base. So the idea that she was partly responsible for taking down the Confederate flag, partly responsible in a way for taking the knee as Southern Americans would see it to uh, principles they didn't stand by. So she's trying to appeal to the Trump base. So she goes for freedoms. You know, I think the Civil War was about freedoms. You know, what are we prepared to fight for and what are we not? She's trying to pull in the Trump voter, but in doing so, not acknowledging slavery, which means now there's just a massive pile on. And that's where I think you end up in this really tricky predicament when you're suddenly all attention is on you you're trying to skew your words a certain way and you lose that kind of authenticity and people can smell it a mile off. Like when you lose that authentic response and res uh, authentic answering, then you trip yourself up, which is precisely what she's done. So the Trump supporters are, are, are beside themselves about Nikki Haley. They're angry with her because she said she would never run, run if Trump was on the ballot. They're angry with her for sins of the past, taking down the Confederate flag, all the rest of it. They're angry with her because of her hypocrisy, as they're calling out, because she appears to say one thing and do another. And a guy out there who's clearly a, a rabid Trump supporter, which is kind of my favorite kind of American, because they're crazy as a mad as a box of frogs. But, you know, in a glorious way, he's made this little attack ad of his own against Nikki Haley. And I just love it. It's a little hard to hear because there's music playing over Nikki Haley's uh, audio. If you're watching Envision, uh, you'll be able to see the subtitling calling out what she's saying. But it's basically showing her saying one thing and doing another. So let's take a listen to this. Still has a lot of popularity. If he runs again in 2024, will you support him? Yes. I would not run if President Trump ran. I would not run if President Trump ran. I would not run if President Trump ran. You lied about running. That's not okay. A sexy Lindsay, but less gay. No chance of winning. more if you're wearing music. I'm Nikki Haley, and I'm running for president. For cash, always play the part. As a governor, you know, when I really needed help building my transition team, he didn't just talk to me on the phone. He sent me his right hand person. We deserve a president, Mitt Romney. You're just a globalist replacement for the creepy face
<laughs> so this whole never Trumper, uh, Nikki, you're never tr Nikki, you're a never Trumper, <laughs> and calling out her for saying, um, if Trump runs, I wouldn't run, and of course she's running, uh, calling her out for being a globalist shill, uh, the sense that she'll say whatever it takes in order to get herself uh, to be the candidate. So. Just to give you a flavor of the kind of what's coming Nikki Haley's way at the moment. And these are just the tensions inside the Republican. Uh, that's before you try and look at what the actual fight needs to be, which is against Biden. And it beggars belief, I think, for many people all around the world that Biden is actually still the candidate for the Democrats. Right. It is unbelievable. He has got international policy issues, which we'll talk about in a moment. He's got a series of domestic policy issues, which we'll talk about in the moment. He's on holiday. Did you know that Biden has spent a close to, we can get this fact checked by someone, in fact, Tribe are very good at this sort of fact checking of me live. Could we, um, Tribe, would you mind seeing the accurate number of days that Biden has spent on holiday during his presidency. I'm saying, so I believe the number is 40%. So I think out of a thousand days, uh, his first a thousand days of his presidency, 382 were spent on vacation or away from the White House. And I don't mean away from the White House on foreign, foreign policy matters. I mean away from the White House doing nothing. So what I'm looking for is uh, the number to date of vacation days President Biden has had. And I'm thinking it's around the 400 mark out of a thousand. So we'll check that. So he's mostly been on holiday is the point. Um, he's got trouble coming all over the place. Uh, the Speckies just run an article called uh, Why 2024 Will Be Tough on Joe Biden. Yeah, I can think of a few reasons. Actually, let me just hold this up for anybody watching InVision, if you can see this. So this was me prepping yesterday, uh, the, I, and I was reading through this article in order to share it with you today. You may notice it's in a slightly bedraggled state. This is because despite having three sofas or couches, depending on your nationality, in my lounge, uh, my dogs chose my prep for TNT Radio as their best seating position. So I found my notes this morning under a dog. Um, anyway, challenges all over. And now Trump has just launched his latest ad, which uh, the Trump campaign side and Trumpers are loving, uh, attacking Biden and his many failings. Let's take a little listen or watch of the very latest Trump ad that was put out yesterday. While the world burns, Joe Biden has created a violent threat in our own backyard. Biden's open border has opened the floodgates to record numbers, including terrorists, fentanyl traffickers, and raises the possibility of a Hamas attack. President Trump had our border secured, and he'll do it again by building even more wall and stopping people from terrorist countries from ever entering. I'm Donald J. Trump, and I approve this message. I'm Donald J. Trump, and I approve this message. I'm Donald J. Trump. I also like that the Trump ads are all like, America is more dangerous than at any time in history. They're like a big movie. 
but it's back to building the wall uh, and an ad launch specifically because of the issue we talked about yesterday, 12,000 migrants, illegals a day coming across that southern border. So an ad uh, aimed at recapturing this idea that Trump will fix it and will build even more wall. <laughs> I mean... You could argue, I would argue, that when he was president in 2016, that crap should have been fixed way back then. And I know Biden's overturned a lot of the Trump stuff, but, you know, that wall should have been up, built, done, never was. So the whole build the wall thing, I remember standing in the Republican uh, nominations at the convention. I don't know how many thousands of people, 20,000 people all shouting, build the wall, build the wall and lock her up, lock her up. If you recall in the time of the Clinton, uh, Trump against Clinton, glorious times to be alive. Um, oh, looking at our holidays, Biden's holidays, uh, I'm guessing around 70% on his jollies. Isn't Biden constantly away with the fairies? <laughs> uh, 382 days. Yeah, that was the figure I think I saw. 382 days. That was out of the 1,000, whereas he's done a few more. But right now, he's on vacation yet again. Um, mentally, the lights were on, but he was never in. Oh, do better, Donald. Yeah, I think that's referring to the attack ad. So that's Tribe chatting away here, helping to drive the conversation on the show. If you would like to join, oh, someone talking about Enigma. I also love Enigma. How weird is that? Calls to my soul. If you would like to join the conversation on Tribe, you go to tntradio.live. Now, the thing I was getting to before the dogs uh, use my notes as a sort of more comfortable bed um, was the challenges Biden faces. I, can't, I find it kind of strange, don't you guys, that people um, take, I don't know, a, a sort of, I feel like the commentariat sometimes are trying to take the Biden campaign seriously in order that they can write a vaguely sensible commentary piece on it. You know what I mean? And I read it and I think that feels so far away from the reality on the ground in America. And I'm not even sat there right now. But anyway, this guy in the specky, why 2024 will be tough on Joe Biden. And he's looking at it from an international policy perspective. And he's basically going through each of the major international policy moments at the moment for Joe Biden and why each of them are very difficult. And he starts off as you were, well, he mentions Jimmy Carter, whose 1980 campaign against Ronald Reagan shriveled away in part due to the lingering Iranian hostage crisis. So he's trying to draw the parallel there that international situations may be the thing that brings Biden down. I think we're all shouting. I think the thing that brings Biden down is Biden's own mental, you know, ability or not. He goes through. So the one talk, he's talking about Gaza. And clearly the American position has been to support Benjamin Netanyahu and Netanyahu's uh wish to push for, you know, getting the hostages back and getting rid of Hamas, um, that Biden has sought to balance three objectives simultaneously. Israel's right to self-defense, uh, protect Palestinians, uh, and uh, kind of follow the UN Security Council to some degree. But the point being that for this, from this policy perspective, he's lost a lot of his Muslim voters 
because they see him siding with Israel. And of course, they won't do anything to support Biden if he's supporting Israel. So losing people because of that. He talks about Ukraine, saying that Biden's other big challenge is Ukraine, because Biden is famously quoted as saying uh, that he would, here we go, the US would support Ukraine for as long as it takes. I remember him saying that. Of course, no one's interested in Ukraine now. No more funding should be allocated to Ukraine. So it's looking like he failed on Ukraine as well, losing that particular policy. And then also the issue with Iran-backed militias in Iraq and Syria. So three international policy situations that aren't going to help Biden. That's before you get to domestic policy. Mm. But a kind of roundup there in that last section, if you noticed, between what's going on in the Republican camp with Nikki Haley, Trump's latest ad, and Biden's international policy challenges from Israel through to Ukraine, through to Iran. I know, it was almost like I had a grown-up moment there, but luckily for us on Funny Fanny Friday, we can move away from the sensible, although actually, I am kind of riled up about this whole next thing we're going to be talking about because it's actually really, really, really got my goat. And what I can feel coming on, my friends, because I don't think we've had one for quite a while, and I've held this one in since about five o'clock this morning, I feel a rant coming on. And let me just give you, before we go to commercial break, let me just give you a short, a short overview of the rant that's coming because a calendar has been made in America to support the hotties on our side. Conservative women who are also exceptionally hot. But you remember the Dylan Mulvaney thing? Tribe, I need you to chat back to me here. Do you remember, you know, Bud Light, Dylan Mulvaney? Bud Light, America's beer, America's beer, bringing in. Do you remember we did the whole Kid Rock shooting up Bud Light in his yard, right? Remember them bringing in that hideous little festering sore, Dylan Mulvaney, as a promotional aid for Bud Light. And Bud Light's sales have slipped by 30%. Uh, their volumes are way off and they fired all of the marketing team. In response, a guy called Seth Weathers created, hold on, let me get it, Ultra Right. So a competitor for Bud, Ultra Right, same packaging, same Americana, Amazing, amazing, amazing. And he's just done a sort of tongue in cheek, but also epic calendar that goes along with it. It's uh, being sold at conservativedads.com. Well, guess what? Our side has managed to do. Our side has managed to make this into a massive own goal because small willied conservative men who don't like the fact that someone else is getting the attention are slating this. And for three days solid, hashtag CalendarGate has trended and people are coming for our hot conservative women, calling them demonic, calling them adulterous, calling people who purchased the calendar adulterous. I'm just saying, can you feel my, my rage is real? So go nowhere apart from maybe to TNT Envision, because I'm about to show you some pictures of very hot conservative women, one of whom, my Bezzy, has got amazing boobs. I'm just saying. Um, so go to TNT Envision if you have a moment. We will come right back after this short commercial break. And frankly, this one is getting aimed at the so-called conservative men on the circuit in America. Go nowhere, good people. My name is Katie Hopkins. And this 
is TNT Radio. With his expert analysis and opinion, this is TNT Radio's Timothy Shea. Swatting is one of the most deadly hoaxes one can perpetrate. It should be considered a terroristic threat, much like calling in a bomb hoax. And it's lethal potentially not only for the residents, but also for the SWAT team that responds to the call, which typically is that someone just shot his wife or someone's in the middle of raping someone, etc. Some heinous crime that requires a visit from SWAT. And yet, it's become the preferred political weapon of those on the left. Over the Christmas holidays, several politicians, including my own representative, Brandon Williams, here in New York 22, were swatted. But did we hear about any of the GOP politicians, Rick Scott, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Brandon Williams, others being swatted? No, the only swatting we heard about was that of Boston Communist Mayor Michelle Wu. Now, I don't agree that Wu shouldn't have been swatted. I think it's heinous no matter who the victim is. However, why does the media only cover a swatting when it's a Democrat victim? Why don't they ever cover it when it's Republicans on the receiving end? From MAGAinstitute.com, this is Timothy Shea for TNT Radio. Many pollution sources can affect the air you breathe. From power plants and vehicles to dust and wildfires. Knowing more about local air quality can help you protect your health. If you're thinking about buying an air sensor, EPA has a series of videos to help you get the most out of it. Learn how EPA collects and uses regulatory data how EPA communicates health messaging, and how to interpret the readings from your sensor. Visit epa.gov air sensor toolbox. Stay with Katie Hopkins and speak your mind. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. So my question to conservatives in America, particularly the little men who have been criticizing the hot conservative women on calendar gate, is what the hell do you think you're doing? Why are you criticizing this, these women? I've heard you call them demonic. I've heard you call them adulterous. And the fact is you don't like it because they're getting attention and you think you're the arbiter of what people can and cannot watch. And you are not that. You have no right to be putting these women down. You like it when you have women who are organizing things for you, creating platforms for you, doing the clipboard work for you, but you don't like them when they're in front of the camera or getting clicks that you see as yours. You have no right to call them demonic. You have have no right to call them adulterers. They look hot, they look strong, they look powerful, and you need to back down. And let me tell you this, you say we're fighting for the soul of America. To fight for America, you have to be facing the enemy. And right now you're shooting inside the tent. Do better, face forwards, fight the enemy outside there and leave our strong women alone. Thank you. I would also say Seth, who's the guy that's put the calendar together, Seth Weathers, you know, I'm just saying. I didn't, maybe I'm, did I miss my, did I miss my invite? You know, I'm just, just a question. I did, I, I was assuming I was going to be August or February, my birth month, but I, I've checked my WhatsApp repeatedly and, and I don't see my invite to be one of the hot conservative women featured on the calendar. I mean, it's inexplicable. I know why wouldn't people want a hot menopausal old hag? in maybe a one-piece wetsuit. <laughs> That's my question, Seth Weathers. What is it? Just American women? Huh? Didn't want these mighty boobs of mine. Did you not have the 
could you not find the print capacity to get my massive norks onto a month? I'd have had to be a double spread. I'd have had to be August and September, one massive boob on each. <laughs> but it, you know what, people? It really grips me. It really grips me that these little boys have to be critical. Charlie Kirk, a guy with a forehead you could friggin' land at SpaceX on. Jack Posobiec, another small person. He only comes up to about my nipples, which aren't on the calendar, which I think is a massive omission, right? All of these boys, this Christian rapper coming out calling these women demonic or calling the calendar demonic. Other women, bitter old hags, coming out to quote Corinthians or whatever, to say that this is adulterous behavior. Adulterous, that they're supposed to be conservative. If they're being conservative, why are they engaging in soft porn? Soft porn? Are you even kidding me? If you think this is soft porn, I dread to think about the state of your marriage or what you consider to be a sexual fantasy. Because if this is soft porn, that is like calling, you know, cream tequila. They are totally not the same thing. If you don't know your soft porn by now and you think that that ultra light right calendar is it, you are off your tiny rocker. And I noticed this, and I know this personally, the what I have faced on the circuit in America, on my own, traveling across America to help wake America up for the last 15 years, no one listening. No, that's not fair. People listen. But is direct sexism, is that when I'm selected to be the main speaker, the boys don't like it. Some of the sponsors don't like it. Some of the guys who wanted their grandson or their son to be the speaker don't like it because they think it's not a woman's place to be centre on stage. And they particularly don't like a woman who might be funny or uses the odd swear word because immediately then, oh, I'm not sure if that was very Christian or conservative. Oh, it was supposed to be more biblical than that. Oh, I'm holier than thou and better than you. And you shouldn't really have this stage. Men, conservative men in America, you like it when women are organising for you. You love it when the women are the ones with the clipboards, gathering signatures, sorting out the recall, sorting out the, the draw or the raffle or fundraising for you or selling your damn tickets or sorting out the tablecloths. Oh, then you saunter up onto the stage like Billy Big Bollocks with your tiny little testicles out and you take the applause. I've watched you all personally do this stuff. Take the applause from the women, take the organization from the women, take from women, take what they are offering you, take the love that they all give for you, take the adulation that you so need and crave. But when some of these women dare to get their hot little bods out and maybe show them off a little bit in positions of power, toting weapons, pulling weights at the gym, looking amazing in their beautiful little outfits, many of them very conservative outfits. Actually, you don't like it one little bit. And you know why you don't like it? You don't like it because they are getting the attention. They are center of attention. They are getting the clicks. They are getting the eyeballs. And now you want to insert yourself into their moment and call them demonic. That says a lot more about you than it says about any of these beautiful women, many of whom are my friends. And let me tell you this, as someone who's been through the Royal Military Academy, Santa, someone who has been a British Army officer, let me tell you this. You remind me of the pathetic little cadets that didn't make it. 
you remind me of the ones that if someone shouts, has anybody, has everybody seen the enemy? You wouldn't know where the enemy was because you're too busy facing backwards inside the tent, firing at your own troops to be able to even look for the enemy. You're so busy trying to flatten people on our team that you don't even think to look outside the tent at the real enemy. And you sit there with your tiny little testicles talking about fighting for the soul of America. Yes, yeah, sure. Just as long as your women are in the kitchen or holding a clipboard or clapping you, but aren't taking any of that attention that you see as yours. Well, you make me sick. So I say to you, man up. I say to you, face the enemy, find the enemy, shoot out the tent, shoot at the enemy. And when women are standing up like these women are, imagine putting yourself out there. Imagine standing up in a bikini and being photographed because you are a supporter and you're pretty much joining the fun and the fight because that's part of who we are. Imagine being criticized by small men like you. I tell you what, boys, Jack, Charlie, Bryson, all of you, let's get you in some swimwear. Hmm? Let's get you in some small swimwear and let's pop you on. A in fact, let's take some photographs of you under bright lights in detail, shall we? And let's not make it about politics. No, let's not make it about Republican or Democrat. Let's not make it about church or not. Let's just make it about the shape of you and what you've allowed. If you're such a holy guy and you're so Christian and you're so respective of what God gave to you, how come you've let your God-given body get into that state? Because these girls have taken time and effort to keep theirs looking the way that they chose to and have now tastefully displayed. And the win on this was to say, look at us. Our women make us stronger. Our women make us better. Our women do the hard work, the thankless tasks. And these girls here also look blooming hot while they're doing it. Conservatives are the side that respect real women. And that was the win. And that's what you were too busy trying to find your tiny testicles to even see or to claim. And so shame on you, small men from the conservative network. You owe these women an apology. You owe my girlfriends an apology, Peyton Drew and the rest of them who all look terrific. And I, I feel very sorry that you have all decided to work together to put these ladies down. I see you working together, Jack, Charlie, the rest, to put these ladies down. And I'm here as the matriarch of this to call you out on it. If you were my sons, I would put you over my knee and spank your sizable behinds. And that's all I have to say on the matter. <laughs> now, <laughs> I have an audio clip I want to play for you while I recover myself, which is, um, so George Santos, if you recall from conversations of, in the show before the Christmas break, George Santos was thrown out of the Republican Party and out of Congress for spending campaign funds on Hermes bags and only fans and Botox. <laughs> so, you know, entirely disgraced. Isn't it terrible? Isn't it shocking? Oh, look at the Republicans making fools of themselves again. And so it is George Santos that I go to on Calendar Gate because um, 
very often the people who have been shamed or humiliated are my favorite type of people on this sort of matter because they're not trying to be holier than thou. So let's have a little listen to George Santos and his take on the whole calendar gate furore. Hey Seth, it's George Santos. And I see that your company is having a major cultural moment and who better to bring the tea and drama to a conservative uh, cultural moment. Look, let's let's start with this. All of you seething hate and hypocrisy. I can see it. The calendar is freaking fabulous. I mean, not to mention my girl Ashley St. Clair's in it. So uh, you should buy two copies. It's a privilege to have strong conservative women like Riley Gaines and Ashley St. Clair in a calendar. And I'm sorry, they're in a swimsuit and that's offensive? Okay, I can't deal. Seth, do me a favor, print double as more copies of the calendar and save 50 for me because I'm placing an order and I want 50 of them because I'm going to give them out as party favors on New Year's. This is absolute nonsense. The calendar is amazing. You all are just delusional. Conservative Dad's Ultra Right Beers calendar is the bomb. And I don't care what y'all have to say. Oh, it's George Santos. His opinion doesn't matter. Guess what? Yes, it does. Because you're watching this video. Bye-bye. <laughs> I just got a lot of time for George now because he's still kind of owning it. He's he's done that thing that I talk about quite a bit of refusing to be shamed, right? So he's refusing to be shamed. Here I am. I'm George Santos with the T. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to mention some of the ladies, uh, lovely Riley Gaines, who fights so hard uh, for a swimmer and has fought so hard to try and protect women in swimming because of the trans uh, brigade taking over women swimming in America. The amazing Peyton Drew, uh, she's the lady in the very super small bikini applying the lip gloss. Uh, I love her. She's the quietest, sweetest little soul and the most loyal girlfriend of a lovely man that I know, Kim Clay it works so damn hard for the side. Dana Loesch, who I've met a number of times there, wielding her semi-automatics, I think. Um, but either way, she's a master of the Second Amendment and a, a, an amazing, another amazing woman on our side. All of these ladies who've been part of putting themselves out there to support ultra-right beer, but really actually to support women and the idea that women are women and men aren't women. And uh, and I just feel, I feel sad that uh, conservative men have chosen to take this moment to attack our own side, uh, but to let those ladies know that good people out here uh, think that they look tremendous, are very grateful for all that they do and are cheering them on. So I just wanted them to know that. I've had a couple message from these ladies and uh, I have to say when a pylon like this happens, it's, it's just fodder for people, isn't it? It's just um, a thing for opinions for many people, but actually when you're at the centre of a pylon, and being called horrific names and being mocked by men on the circuit and things actually isn't so pleasant always. And it has been a, a hard time for a lot of these ladies doing something they thought would be received so well and has been um, called out and used horribly by boys who should know better. So I just wanted to make that point. <gasps> My gosh, we're into the last couple of minutes of 2023 from our perspective here. And I owe you thanks 
Um, so I just want to say at the back end of this year, I want to congratulate you on getting through 2023. You made it, my darlings. I want to say thank you for being part of Tribe, for being part of TNT, um, to thank TNT for giving us a place to gather and laugh either with me or at me and feel better together. And I want to let you know that we'll be back in 2024. And I have to say my 2024 looks terrifying, but I'm going to be mostly on the road with you guys in person, uh, which is just a joy and a gift. So Go well into the end of this year and get ready for 2024 because I am preparing. My name is Katie Hopkins and this, my jolly good friends, is the wonderful TNT Radio. Radio.